0: to the kingston curator i'm your host christina laurie and this week we have an exciting interview with tim sheffield aka clem chesterfield a local kingston country artist we get into the creation of his cosmic cowboy persona what inspires his work and more he'll be performing tomorrow on friday june 17th at the hotel wolf island along with many other performances lined up for the summer before getting into it with clem i thought we'd start off with his most recent single entitled except for you which clem will tell you more about in our interview enjoy So we would have just played Except For You, which was recently, you released a video with, um, is that partnership with Jamestone Productions? Yeah, Jamestone. Awesome. And then did you want to speak a bit to that track, inspiration, the video, everything?
1: Sure. Okay. So that song, Except For You, uh, was one that we, on the new record, but it had been around for a while, and it wasn't exactly fitting in with... uh, with the rest of the body of work. So when I was doing pre-production uh, with Chris Brown at Wolf Island Records, we sort of retooled it and made it an alt country banger as they say.
0: Love <laughs> that. <bad. laughs> and then how about the video? How'd you get in touch with Jamestone Productions?
1: Um, they're uh, local and I had seen a few of their videos. I think when I started a couple years back following the wilderness Uh, celine is sort of their celine Klein. she's sort of their Mm -hmm. person that does video photos all that kind of stuff and so i reached out to her and just said hey i really like uh, what you've done with the wilderness the live action shots the video clips and then some official videos and from there you know, I took the concept of the song to her and sort of what I would like it to look like in my head. And then her and uh, Peter, her sort of assistant and like guy, uh, came back and forth with ideas and how we would fix it up and get it to really jump out and capture a bit of a story. And, of course, mm-hmm. I always have some sort of humor in my work and as you see in that video mr pony pants is the <laughs> real star that shows up at the end of the video
0: of course, course. <laughs> so i was wondering what inspired this is sort of taking it back to the beginning that mm-hmm. was your recent work, but what inspired you to form the persona of clem chesterfield i feel like it almost to me it's reminiscent of drag you know <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a good observation <laughs> uh I've always been a songwriter all my life, various bands, and and, uh, not a lot of solo work. And around uh, 2015, 2016, I was kind of retooling what I was doing. I wasn't necessarily playing with a band. And I just, I thought, I'm kind of clogged up with songs in the creative process, so I needed to write down and then record sort of demos of all the songs that I had not recorded up till that time. And I realized that there were five or six songs that were in this B pile of songs that didn't fit with my rock and roll, funk, blues Mm kind of main material that I've always written. And so I, I got together with uh, my good friend, Luther Wright, and he helped me to demo these songs a few years earlier. And he said, you know, Clem, these are actually country songs. And I was like, ah, no! <laughs> and, uh, and from there, you know, I was really like, well, no one's going to believe me if I put out a country record as... <laughs> you know my other personality and so i i said oh well i used to you know back in the day drink a lot of whiskey and <laughs> and then this character would emerge that was kind of a alt-country outlaw and his name was clem chesterfield and they said i think that's how we should present these songs and so that was my first record the chronicles of clem chesterfield it started that way kind of with those original. Sort of demo ideas that we turned into alt country classics. Now I guess
0: love that origin story. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I was gonna ask because I guess you sort of described how you stumbled into country music from rock. But what kind of drew you to country music? Was it just that coincidence of it being overlapping with rock, or yeah, how did you get there?
1: I, I really think that all my life i had been denying my roots and <laughs> where I had grown up from, and my uh, my dad was a real country music kind of um, musician and, and player and of course as a rebellious teenager I did not want to play country music because it yeah. was not cool <laughs> when I was growing up And uh, so I really did everything to, to push away from that and you know the harder the rock the better for me when I was younger mm. and then I just you know I really couldn't deny that you know, I came by it naturally, and, and those ideas, you know, if they had creeped in before, I would always just cover them over until, you know, I'd wound up with this full, you know, five, six songs, and and I just said, well, then if we're going to do this, I need to get a steel guitar, and, you know, an mm-hmm. acoustic upright bass, and put all those elements together to make it seem very authentic because the music to me is authentic mm-hmm. and uh and I've always been a little bit of a what would an outlier <laughs> <laughs> a, a little bit of a play outside the box and uh so when when I was trying to put these things together I was just like well you know th- there was a, a portion of country music that I did like that my older siblings had been into, and that was the Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Merle Haggard, that kind of stuff. And those guys, when you look at their history, and Johnny Cash, they were complete outlaws, and they were more like from the rock and roll world. But Mm -hmm. their thing was just that they played country music you know and or they were defining it as they went along they were just playing music that if you see any interviews with some of those people I've mentioned they just they just played music and uh and then I got inspired by a, a fellow named Graham Parsons and he was uh he was in the birds for a stint and he had a band called the Flying Burrito Brothers but his claim to fame was he was one of Keith Richards' really good friends from the Rolling Stones and mm-hmm. uh, hung out with them. And I was like, there's got to be something to that, right? Yeah, there's and,
0: something about this country rock. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I really got into their music at that time, uh, the Flying Brito Brothers and mm-hmm. Grand Parsons especially. And when when the, myself and the band play or I play solo, I I cover a few Grand Parsons songs from that era. And he passed away uh, from it heroin overdose in about 1973 but uh he had left a decent body of work and so I was kind of like you know they called him the cosmic cowboy or something and he had a made-up stage name and I was like like mm-hmm. I get this now like you know <laughs> it took me a long time but I get it finally
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely or I really loved um on your website how you have Pages and pages of people who inspired you. I really love that portion. Right. I was wondering if you want to speak a bit on that because you already mentioned Graham Parsons as one of your yeah inspiration and,
1: and and some of those other uh, outlaw rockers. But you know, in the in the modern age, I think that there's still you know Chris Stapleton and uh, Canadian Corb Lund, mm-hmm. uh, Sturgill Simpson. These are some of the folks that are writing in this. You know, I, I guess it's it's really popular and they're on the radio and everything, but they've kind of stayed to sort of more traditional roots and yeah. uh, and and you know really work on their song crafting and and the lyrics. As you know, I I don't want to slag any genre or anything, but <laughs> I find that new country can be a little bit just made up and put together for the radio mm-hmm. and you know. Again, I don't want to take anything away from from it at all, but I find that there are some more uh, authentic uh, type people out there. And, and I've always been um, interested in the women that have sung country music because mm-hmm. that's a definite, you know, side thing. If you go back to, you know, Tammy Wynette, Crystal Gale, Dolly Parton, and then into Emmylou Harris, and she was really good friends with Graham Parsons, and they started to make Mm -hmm. all these connections, and then you get up to Margot Price and Lucinda Williams, and just real good storytellers, and I think that's what has attracted me to some of the influences on on my list, you know, and I, I love old country, like hank williams and Mm -hmm. hank snow and hank cochran the hanks i call them
0: (laughs) (laughs) but i mean i really love that about country music too i love the storytelling aspect and i mean dolly parton's one of my favorites and i felt like she's really held on to that yeah related that and also she's so timeless and that's i think
1: well that's i think that's when you're a good songwriter and you surround yourself with good musicians that that those stories come to life and and that's you know I think that that was lost in the in the rock and roll sometimes was that, you know, you're just you're playing for the sound of the band, you're playing for the the hook on the chorus and things like that. Whereas in this it really, I really got to explore the, the storytelling and I like creative writing and have always written all my life and most of it comes out into songs but mm-hmm. you know, for the most part I, I like to tell a good tale. <laughs> of course, course true or not
0: <laughs> I really loved um, so we talked about your inspiration sort of of your sound and um, from other artists but you also you're very like politically yeah you're very politically <laughs> yeah, I motivated I back really at like at that once in a while. All right, okay. I, I won't throw it back at you okay, <laughs> so I was wondering if you want to speak a bit to that especially on your um, most recent yeah album. for
1: sure um I've tackled a few, uh, subjects on the, on the new record and some of them are things that are lifelong with me, like lures on the wall. Um, you know, I've always been active in making sure that people are aware of the environment and especially when it comes to water and, uh, had some, you know, experience, uh, with the Lake Ontario water keepers and now they're. Swim, drink, fish—I think—and uh, they, you know, they're stewards of of the water, and so um, you know, I take a, a an approach of, you know, the granddad's telling stories about when the water was clean and when the fish were big and all that stuff, and then comes around to, well, why isn't it like that anymore? And you know, and he's sort of on his deathbed, says, you know, well, it's pollution and the small man minds and, um, you know, and then I just go off on this tangent at the end about things, a list kind of almost of things that I'm not for. And that's, you know, trawlers dragging ocean floors and toxic waste being dumped into the Great Lakes and things like that. Um, I also, uh, I've I really feel strongly about our relations in Canada with Indigenous peoples. And uh, I really think that, you know, taking on the cowboy persona can be, you know, controversial even, you know, so I wanted to make sure that there's an understanding that I feel like an inclusive cowboy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw that in your description. I really love that. And
1: and so you know I try to um, to keep issues like that at the forefront. And my song I'm Canadian. Uh, you know, in the last verse, I, I directly quote that if we're looking for truth or reconciled ways, it's the First Nations we must ask. And that to me is is where it starts is that mm-hmm. we need to be listening and learning and uh and trying to you know create a, a better situation uh for our indigenous brothers and sisters and 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 all you know all people of of uh different you know uh backgrounds and and uh I, i've tried to be inclusive with uh with just about every community mm-hmm. that's uh, that's out there and uh and I find that that you know for the most part is well received and mm-hmm. uh and people you know acknowledge that I'm coming from a, a place of of genuinely caring and and wanting to use my music as a as a sounding board or you know and I guess that comes back to that previous point of it's not just pop or trying Mm -hmm. to create a hook that you know you have to sing along to or something that there's actually some substance involved in that
0: exactly yeah that was a fantastic answer (laughs) um i have a much more superficial question to follow up with that (laughs) So I was going to ask, I need to know about the outfits, because <laughs> I love that you take the like country style and you give it some flair. I need to know where you get your outfits, why, I need to know everything.
1: <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, I think um, I've always, you know, I guess it was just growing up, you know, with secondhand clothes and being, you know, down the sibling list, I was always getting the all the older brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. I have a younger sister and older brothers. Uh, clothes given to me and so on. And since uh, so all my life, I, I've can probably count the number of new clothes that I've actually went out and bought. I, I like which fits in with my you know recycling and mm-hmm. reusing sort of thing. And uh, so I've always searched out vintage uh, clothing shops. And um, you know, I would say long before I had yeah in in my. You know, previous uh, bands, I might throw a cowboy shirt on and sometimes a cowboy hat or something just and play rock and roll. You know, I've always Mm -hmm. loved bell bottoms and things like that. And uh, so when the Clem thing uh, really got rolling and I was performing, I said, oh, I should, you know, maybe start. Looking for more of these things, and since I've found, you know, I have bought a few new ones from, you know, some companies that make embroidered shirts and different things like that. But for the most part, I I really just keep my eye open and uh, uh, bolo ties. You know, like I said, my my dad was from old time country and he had string ties and bolo ties sometimes, mm-hmm. and I uh, so I've searched those out. I always have a matching handkerchief or something I have uh I think somewhere around 15 cowboy hats and different colors different styles uh I have a purple fuzzy one that's one of my favorite
0: one for every occasion I almost <laughs> wore that today but it's a little too warm. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: um and yeah like I like I like the sequins I like uh um and and I guess where I felt like it made sense was if you go back to the early 1950s and on through to the 70s, kind of thing. If you were a stage performer in country music, you had to have a fancy sequin suit. Mm-hmm. And it, <laughs> I guess maybe it was the lights, maybe they just liked it. And um, and I was inspired by uh, there was a tailor named Nudie Cohen out of uh, LA, and he made most of the amazing suits that you can see, uh, all over, um, country music and, and, you know, by the seventies, I think that it was becoming more chic to just wear that stuff anytime and, mm-hmm. and you know, like, and, or anybody. And, but, you know, in the early fifties and, and through that time, it was exclusively for, you know, big stars that came out and, had the bright lights on them and mm-hmm. all the sparkles happened and all that stuff and I remember as a kid seeing that and going see there's that's the, one of the things that I probably really like the most like the guitar players and I like the fancy suits <laughs> and, and uh, so yeah've I've always uh, you know been on the lookout for a good shirt or a belt buckle or you know, something. I never was a big cowboy boot guy, but I have about six pairs now. And, <laughs> and I like them because I quite often tuck my pant legs in uh, to them. And people are like, cowboys don't tuck their pant legs into their cowboy boots. And I say, well, you Well, if
0: you're little, an outlaw, you do. <laughs> yeah, you right. And
1: you dig a little deeper and you'll find the guys that were wearing their boots, you know, with, with the pant legs tucked in. And, unless I'm wearing bell bottoms.
0: Oh, then, that's, yeah, then you got to show up. Right? off. The, the, yeah. That's counterproductive to,
1: <laughs> to talking to your Absolutely.
0: So I was going to ask about what you have coming up. So we have yes. Hotel Wolf Island on Friday, yeah. June 17th. And then what other shows do you have coming yeah. up?
1: <laughs> so that's part of um, the, the Wolf Island Records garden party. They, mm-hmm. They've been, I think last year was a hiatus. But uh, previous to that, you know, there have been two or three of them that I participated in and before i was even working with wolf island records um but it um it's a really uh organic kind of thing so next week uh on tuesday the 21st we're uh doing a songwriter circle so some of the wolf island artist record um artists will be uh sitting down at the hotel if it's nice maybe out on the patio and we'll just be doing a a couple of songs each and move through the line and probably come back around i don't know exactly the format yet but i'll be playing solo and that's how i mostly get by is is playing solo shows and uh and i would love the band to play more but in the size of the town and uh whatnot it it doesn't always work out that way but we're then on saturday the 25th the garden party has a a root stage that's running all afternoon till about seven o'clock and um there uh my friend who i mentioned before luther wright is coming down and another one of our outlaw buddies rusty ford and myself we call ourselves the honky tonk hosers (laughs) we'll be uh Doing a little set in the uh, afternoon that day, and then uh, a couple of uh, the guys that play in in the Lazy Boy Recliners uh, have a band called the Millwrights, and they're playing that night on the Roots Stage. I think at seven, and uh, so you know, there's a lot of really great music over the next week and two weekends happening at uh, over on Wolf Island. So it's worth the, it's worth the trip over um then uh we're one of the big shows in July with the whole band is we're playing the Panchancho barbecue series that they do um in the back of the panchancho cafe and uh it's uh it's a really great evening, so we'll be outdoors and it's a a meal and you hang out for uh the evening and again there'll be stories and tall tales and but uh we get the get the whole band experience at that and then in between there's a lot of different you know patio type events and and uh uh I've got a couple of solo shows with uh the city and and things like that down in Confederation Basin and the tourist uh info center and stuff I guess I've become an ambassador of some sort <laughs> it's
0: great <laughs>
1: yeah so really busy uh you know and and like I say looking forward to uh, being able to get the band out a little bit you know and that's why it's like when I play solo i I draw from a lot of different sources I sometimes play some of my old rock songs even and that you know that Scaled down (laughs) to acoustic guitar, and uh, and that kind of uh, it keeps it so that you know it's like oh we just saw him last week or whatever why would we go see him again it's like because every show is different I and I'm always writing I've got some new songs we're debuting a new song on uh, I was just gonna ask about that oh yeah yeah I don't stop writing I've got you know three or four that are shaping up for another recording at some point but with the pandemic even though it was last summer that we released uh the record um we really didn't get to do anything with it you know Mm -hmm. we had a we had a release party and we you know put together our own dance at a at a air force legion kind of thing at the end of the summer but then you know that was kind of it for what we could do so as we came out this spring and you know sort of march april started getting back to it this record of lures and love is still kind of brand new to Mm -hmm. people to hear us live you know lots of there's been lots of streaming and lots of uh purchasing of of the record and stuff but it's to us it's it's still fresh so you know it'll be it'll be a while before we do any more recording but that's always part of the fun process is Mm -hmm. to you know take the new songs and work them up in rehearsals and then and then uh take them to a new audience and play them for a little bit while and then you find out oh yeah when you get to recording it's a little bit different than how we've been doing it live but you know it's always uh it's always a good learning curve with new material and and i think that that helps to keep keep it fresh you know that we're always releasing another new song here and there.
0: So I thought we would play us out with one of your picks. Okay. So would you like to pick a song, maybe give us some details about it?
1: Uh, yeah, I think that um, one of the songs from the first record um, is uh, She Just Waved Goodbye. And it's kind of one of those we were talking about earlier, a, a story story song, you know, and I quite often joke with the the audience, you know, that this is one of those songs, you know, that I heard while I was in my cell waiting on death row, you know, down south, I was gotten a little bit of trouble. And obviously, I got away. But this story is a sad story. <laughs> she just waved. goodbye. I wanted to try. But she just waved goodbye and it's kind of the you know a lot of the songs on the first record were quite uh you know hurting i guess and Mm -hmm. and and that was why i think you know people first said you know this is kind of not your usual stuff this is kind of you know these stories are pretty sad and mostly made up but you know that uh that is what led to you know being able to find a a, a joy in it and a, <laughs> and a humor and uh, the one of the other songs that's on that first record is called uh, He Won't Roam and uh, it's nicknamed the Cat Song and uh, it it's about a big old cat and uh, it's you know kind of uh, a chuckle too so you know I I made a point of not making a record that would just have everyone weeping <laughs> although I, I'm fine with that some too. levity in there <laughs>
0: yeah perfect sure. well thank you so much for joining me today well, thank you for this.
1: having me it's been a real pleasure I got a guitar made by Martin smoke marbles by the curtain then I cry every time I leave my girl alone she rides the bus Cause the bust don't really cost us. If you ask her, if she don't know we're bust. I told her lies to make myself sound better.